This is Pastor D-R-E on the M-I-C, and this is Day 41's Prime Cuts. How y'all doing on today? As always, I hope your week has been sweet, and if it hasn't been, this is your time for release. So for about 10 to 15 seconds, come on and give God your best praise right now. Come on, somebody. Give God your best praise. Let the devil know that you're not ashamed. Let the devil know that you have victory on today. We bless God in this place. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually, continually, continually be in my mouth. Come on. Let me hear you. That's right. That's right. We bless God on today. We praise God on today. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, somebody say with me. Say, say with me. Say with me. Uh uh, what, what do we say? What do we normally say, y'all? Oh, yeah, that's right. I believe that God's word is true. It is a final authority in my life. Therefore, everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. With that being said, Isaiah 54 17 says. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me shall be condemned. For this is the inheritance or the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the and their righteousness is of me, saith, saith the Lord. So what does that mean? No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. No matter what comes my way, no matter who, who may say what about me, no matter how much people try to take me down, it's not going to work it's not going to work you can do what you want to do shoot your best shot but it's not going to work why because of the god i serve why because me serving god i i receive this benefit with me serving god so as long as i'm serving god guess what the devil can't touch me as long as i'm serving god guess what my haters can't harm me that's what i believe is that what you believe that's what I believe. So get ready for the show. Let's go in and give God some praise. This is Pastor D.R.E. And what I want to tell you is knowledge is power. As a matter of fact, the Bible says my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Well, I have a recommendation for you. And that is the YouTube channel. Earn your leisure. That's right earn your leisure. On this channel, you will be flooded with knowledge. On this channel, they bring on some of the top people in their field and they give you the knowledge absolutely free. So now listen, whether it be subjects like finance as far as building wealth or saving, or maybe you want to know about stock options, what you should invest in, or maybe you just want to know the information that many of the upper class know. This is the channel for you. Check them out. Earn your leisure. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. Listen, can I just take a minute and say, I am so glad I grew up the way I grew up. Man, I'm telling you, just, just the experiences that I've had, uh, particularly in church, just seeing church growing up till now, it has been, it has been quite a story. You know, I... 
one of the one of my uh favorite comedians has been Steve Harvey. Uh and a lot of times Steve Harvey um uh goes back to his childhood of his days of, of his time in church and just hear him talk about church. I can identify so much with what he talks about him and Ricky Smiley and and some others, but I I just I'm so glad for my upbringing. You know, number one, I got to know God in a in a personal way, but I also just saw, man, it just made me laugh. Sometimes I saw different styles, you know, and and you know I saw the hooper. You know, I don't I don't know if there's any true hoopers out there anymore, but you know, I remember the preachers used to hoop. You know, I mean, really hoop. You know, before they really had all the fancy music and stuff and. I remember the washboard, you know, the the women using the washboard in church and 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 all of that. Man, I just remember so much from church and I can see how church has progressed uh, from my days as a as a little boy to now, you know, as me being a minister of the gospel as well. So, you know, I, I'm you know, it's just a thought, but I, I just it, it just blows my mind sometimes that's all i'm saying anyway let's get into the word okay so i'm going to be coming from genesis chapter 50 um looking at 16 through 21 this is just going to be the foundation of a bigger message i want to talk to you about okay so genesis 50 starting at 16 verse going to verse 21 so they sent messages to joseph saying before your father died he commanded saying Thus you shall, you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. I could just stop right there in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide you, I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. All I want to tell you on today or the message I want to give you today is it's your time. I just want you to understand that. I want you to get that in your spirit that it's your time. It's your time to prosper. It's your time. It's the time that the dream, that the vision that you saw years ago is now going to come to pass. Your days of struggling, your days of wondering what's going to happen, what will be is over. Your time is now. You, you've had to survive some rough moments. You've had to survive some painful moments. You've had to survive some uncomfortable moments. But I've come to tell you, as God has told me, your time is 
now. As long as you have the faith to believe that what God has promised you is going to come to pass, it is going to come to pass. Let me say that one more time. As long as you have the faith to believe that what God has said concerning you is going to come to pass, it is going to come to pass. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's good news. Heaven and earth will pass away. Do you get the magnitude of what God is saying in that scripture? He says, everything else can pass away. Everything else has an expiration date, but my word never expires. My word will never pass away. My word is ageless. Quit talking about or thinking about, I wonder if it's going to happen. The only you, only thing you need to know is whether God said it. And if he said it, it has to happen. For the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it has to happen. Oh, God, the Bible talks about his word not coming back to him void. It should not come back to him void, but it shall accomplish what he sent forth it to do. You got to believe that. You got to you got to understand that. And when you really get that in your heart, when you really believe that in your heart and not just in your head, when you believe it in your heart, you rest better. You don't stress as much. You can stand tall in the face of adversity, knowing that your ending has already been told. Good God all day. Your ending has already been told. I know we have to have some between moments, but my ending has already been told. So we shouldn't get weary in well-doing. We shouldn't get weary in, in, in doing the things of God, Galatians Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not become weary in well-doing for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. For at the proper time, at the proper time, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Can I just give you a side note? Sometimes the reason why we haven't experienced the things of God or gotten the things that God wants for us is because we were not we were not really ready for it. We were not spiritually ready for it. We weren't spiritually mature. We weren't we weren't mentally or or emotionally mature to handle what God is going to put down on us because if he would have gave us what we've been waiting for, if he gave it to us too early, the blessing would have killed us. Oh, somebody know what I'm talking about. Let, let me put it like this. Imagine if in your in your in your crazy years, in, in your uh obnoxious or rebellious years, imagine if you got a million dollars. And think about what you would have did with that million dollars when you had no wisdom, when you were when you were living how you wanted to live, when you didn't have any patience or control of yourself. That million dollars would have put you in the early grave because you were not ready for it. So I, I, I thank God that sometimes he doesn't deny me my blessing. He just delays it a little while so it can truly be a blessing in my life instead of becoming an issue or a problem or a stronghold or an addiction. You understand what I'm saying? Some of us, we had to have the blessing come later, but now, but now I'm ready for it. 
do anybody agree with me on today i'm ready for it now i've matured enough now i i got a a a, a relationship with god strong enough that i can handle the blessing that god has for me for my life glory to god oh somebody ought to just say i'm ready Oh, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive. I'm positioned in the place I need to be in for God to bless me. Glory to God. So we are talking about Joseph. And, and for those who are not familiar with the story of Joseph, let me just give you a little background to the story. We're looking at Joseph. Joseph is someone who is the son of Jacob, who is also called Israel. He is the son of Israel. He is the favorite son of Israel. He is the son that Jacob or Israel gave a coat of many colors to show his favoritism on his life and so joseph had many brothers and 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 so one night joseph has a dream he has a dream of of what shall happen in his future he dreams that he will be exalted above his family exalted above his brothers and and, and he sees himself uh having this this great uh calling on his life and he tells his brothers about it have you ever had God give you a vision or give you a dream, drop something in your spirit of what he has in store for you for your future? And so he is he has seen a glimpse of his future. And so now he has told his brothers about it and his brothers, of course, getting mad because they're saying to themselves, OK, you're already our dad's favorite. But now you're saying we're going to serve you, too. Sometimes people ain't ready to hear hear what what you what what your dream is some sometimes it, it seems like you'll be able to tell your family what your dream is but sometimes even family or people close to you who are supposed to be for you who are supposed to be the ones encouraging you who are supposed to be ones that would help you get to your goal or to your dream sometimes those will be the ones that hate you the most sometimes you got to keep it secret from them and so to make a long story short, uh, uh, Joseph had the dream. His brothers, he told his brothers about it. And so his brothers said, oh, no, you won't do this on our watch. And so what ends up happening is his brothers, his blood brothers uh, uh, want to kill him. And instead of killing him, because one of them spoke up, instead of killing him, they sold him into slavery. First, they tossed him in the pit. And then as, uh, as a, uh, uh, a caravan was coming by, uh, they sold him into slavery. And so now here he is. He has this big dream of what he's going to be, but his present is not matching up with his future. And so and so when we pick up the scripture, he goes through a whole bunch of stuff uh, uh, before he gets to to the palace. You know, when we see the scripture, this passage that I just wrote, we are reading. We are catching up with Joseph when he has went from the pit to the palace he is now second in command um in egypt and and so now the dream that he had at 17 is now coming into fruition at age 30. and so now at age 30 the same brothers that threw him in the pit are now saying please forgive us the same brothers that threw him in the pit now need him to sustain them 
Okay, so so I, I want you to get this picture now. He has had this dream of what he shall be at 17. He doesn't see it come into fruition uh, completely until he is 30. So he has had 13 years of in between, 13 years of betrayal, 13 years of uncertainty, 13 years of slavery, 13 years of being in jail, 13 years of pain. He has had 13 years in between the time of the dream until he fulfills the dream. What I want to tell you on today is there is somebody who is listening to me right now. You have a dream that is bubbling up on the inside of you. You have a dream that God has given you, a goal that you want to reach, and you're saying my present doesn't match up with my dream, and you feel like because your present is depressing you and oppressing you and filling you with pain, you feel like giving up but i want to tell you on today don't give up you ought to say that to yourself till you mean it i will not give up i will not give up i won't even talk bad about myself i won't even say anything contrary to what god has said concerning me i won't say anything that's contrary to the goal that i have on my mind in in my mind that i have written down on paper i'm going to accomplish my goal come hell or high water i shall be what god said i can be see it has to be real to you you can't be an enemy of yourself let me say that again you cannot be an enemy of yourself well how do you become an enemy of yourself you talk against yourself you talk against your own dream how do you do that have you ever had a dream or a goal and in in the middle of you trying to accomplish that goal you start saying stuff like oh i can't make it oh this ain't for me well I, I just can't handle it. Well, I guess it ain't my season. Maybe I was wrong. You know all those things we say that are negative? You know those, those things that we say that are negative, it can have an impact on us? Do you not know that, that everything that comes out of your mouth has power? That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, everything that goes contrary to the word of God, I pull it down. Everything that goes contrary to what God has said concerning me, I bring it into subjection and I make it obey Christ. In other words, I make my speech, I make my tongue line up with the word of God. Now, are you doing that? Are you making your speech line up with the word of God? Are, 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 are you making your faith uh, line up with the word of God? So, so, so every time something contrary comes to your mind, you need to cast that thing down. Do you understand what I'm saying on today? This is your time. This is your time. It doesn't matter what other people have said. It doesn't matter uh, 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 what's going on around you. This is your time. 
Let me give you something that God gave me. I want you to write this scripture down or, or remember this, okay? Psalms 1 and 3 says this. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Okay, let me read that one more time. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Okay, I want you to remember a key phrase in that, bring forth fruit in its season. In its season. And, and so let me tell you what the Lord told me. He, he brought this to my attention and it blew my mind. And I hope this helps somebody. He said, weather does not dictate seasons. And when he said that, I immediately caught on to what he was saying. Let me repeat that. Weather does not dictate seasons. See, see, it can be winter time and it can be a little warm but it does not change the season that we're in it's still winter it can be springtime and it can be stormy outside but even though it's stormy outside it's still springtime it can be a little cold in the summer but it doesn't matter what the weather says the season is summer. So so let, let me help you. So when God says it's your season, it doesn't matter what it looks like outside. It doesn't matter whether you see storm clouds in your life. It doesn't matter if if uh, things are going contrary to the word of God. It The only thing that matters is God said it's your season. It can look dry. People around you can be drying up. Uh, things around you can be drying up. It can be storm clouds all over. It can seem like it's, you know, according to your environment, according to, to things around you, it can look like it's not your season. But if God said it's your season, baby, trust and believe it is your season. See, when everything else is failing, because it's my season, I'm going to prosper. Oh, God, I hope you got that. Everything else can be failing. Everything else can look bad. But if God has said it's my season, then I believe the word of God, it's my season. I'm telling you from experience, when the whole world was, was panicking on what they were going to do because of the, the, the pandemic with COVID and everything, the, the COVID period became my most successful financial season. Why? Because it was my season. When everybody else was losing their house, was losing their job and, 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 and some people losing their house and stuff like that, I gained mine and got favor in the pandemic time. Why? Because it was my season. See, the word of God dictates your season, not your environment. The word of God dictates your season, not your haters. The only way that can dictate 
What happens in your season is if you let it. Now, let me ask you, whose report do you believe? Whose report do you believe? You got to be able to be, as Psalms 1 and 3 says, you got to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You got to be stable. You got to be, uh, uh, was that 2 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians 15 and 58? Be steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable. You can't move me out my spot. You can't get me to doubt God. I believe God. Somebody ought to just say that to yourself. I believe God. Jacqueline Carr got a song say, it's your winning season. You ought to just get that in your spirit. It's my winning season. It's my time. It's my time. And when it's your time, no devil in hell can stop it. No devil in hell can stop it. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you from experience. The, the word of God is, is good enough, but take it from Pastor D.R.E. I'm telling you what I know. Oh, God. When it's your time, it's just your time. Let, 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 me, let me go back to Joseph for a minute. So, so I want you to understand this. So we picked up where he was... Uh, uh, the uh, second in command in Egypt. We picked up where he he gave he he forgave his brothers for what they did, and he said these words. He said, "You meant it for evil, but God made it for my good." Oh man, you meant it for evil, but God made it for my good. I, two things I want to I want to get to real quick. First of all, I, I want you to understand when he when he is saying this, he is second in command. But before that, before he became second in command, just just minutes before he became second in command, he was in jail. Oh, God. Oh, God. He, he was in jail. I'm, I'm talking about minutes before he was made second in command of the entire country or nation of Egypt, he was in jail. His, his gift made room for him. He went from being in jail to being second in command in a matter of minutes. He didn't climb no ranks. He, he didn't get that gradually. It just happened suddenly. Oh, God. I, I, I want you to know that we serve a sudden God. Oh, God, things can happen for you suddenly. It, it can happen in the blink of an eye. But 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 let me let me hip you to something real quick. See, it will look like it happened to happen in a blink of an eye to you. It will look like it happened in the blink of an eye to people who see you get blessed. But I want you to understand this, that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard what God has in store for you, for those who love him. I want you to understand that even in your mess, while you was in your pit, while you was in your jail, while you was at your low point, God was working behind the scenes, setting things up on your behalf. So when you came out, you came out, it seemed suddenly. <laughs> you came out with great power, with, with great liberation. 
Oh, God, that's the kind of God we serve. You're going to skip. I, I, I'm believing somebody's going to skip some levels. You're going to skip some promotions and, and go straight to the top because God is working behind the scenes. Oh. And so he says, he, he tells his brothers, he says, you meant it for bad. But God made it for my good. I, I, I want to share this with you and I want to get real serious with you for one moment. <sighs> I almost feel like crying. I almost feel like shouting. I don't know what I want to do right about now. But I, I want you to understand this. The pain that some of you went through, including myself, the low points in your life that you went through that caused you to stay up for a little while. It might have hurt, but it was necessary. Oh, if I, I, I if I, if you don't if you don't remember anything else, I, I want you to remember this point. Some of the low points in your life. Although it was painful, it was necessary. Because it was in those low points that you learned to trust God. It was in those low points that God was working behind the scenes. It seemed like you got there unjustly, but, but things had to be in place uh, 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 for you to get promoted. You, you might have had to take a step back to get push forward you 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 had to go through those low points it was necessary when you look at the story of joseph it was in in jail where he met the baker the cup bearer for for the pharaoh and and when the pharaoh had a problem the cup bearer i believe it was the cup bearer remembered him and said there's a man in jail who can solve your problems Oh, God. But he wouldn't have been able to meet the cupbearer if he wasn't in his low place. I, I, I want you to understand, whenever you find yourself at a low place and you didn't cause it, oh, God, the, the, it, it might be God setting you up to spring you forward. You're, you're coming into contact with people you need to come in contact with. You learn how to trust God. You learn how to pray. When you read the story of Joseph, you will read that in every place that he was, it says, and the Lord was with him. Not just in the high moment, but in my low place. It might have been painful, but it was necessary. Oh, but now that you've went through, because you stood the test of time, because you have been faithful, you can wave bye-bye to your low place. You can wave bye-bye to your place of scarcity, your place of depression and oppression. You can wave goodbye to it and boldly claim, my time is now. Lift your head up, man of God. Lift your head up, woman of God. Your time is now. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Pastor DRE back here with you. Let's get into a few headlines. Some of the things you might want to know about. Maybe some things you can find funny. Although I didn't find too many things that was funny today. Or what they would call uh, clickbait weird news on today. But there are some issues or some stories uh, you definitely should know about. So um, this is coming from ABC News. Um, everybody knows what happened in uh, Uvalde. I think I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Uvalde School District. Um, that was where the mass shooting took place in school uh, at, at the uh, elementary school, Rob Elementary School. And so there's still fallout coming from that. Uh, apparently, uh, Uvalde School District suspends the entire police force. Uh, who are there to protect the school they suspended the entire police force and the superintendent uh, for that district is retiring Um, and this is coming um, of course from the fallout of what happened Um, there has been many uh, visuals um, and a lot of investigation and so they've just suspended everybody the entire police force uh and the superintendent is retiring listen you know that was a that was a in a in a time where we're hearing tragedy after tragedy that one even today and and feel what i'm saying that tragedy in today's time stuck with people uh, because it was elementary school kids. You know, these weren't adults. This was mass shooting at an elementary school. 19 people uh, lost their life, um, including two teachers. And, and so it has just really um, caused a lot of shock waves. And, and, you know, it's hard. I feel for the parents because it's hard to go about your daily life. I feel for the students because that might have been their friend that was gunned down. And for the students as a whole, yes, they may have more protection in school, but how do you go back to that school and not have at least fleeting memories of what happened on that day? And so it has just been uh, a lot going on there, even after the uh, mass shooting. Uh, Whether this is the right decision or not, I really can't say. I don't. I hope this is just not something that was caused by grieving parents, and you know they feel like this is justice because you know who's prepared to deal with a mass shooting in an elementary school? You know, you 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 you're not really prepared for it in a high school, but at an elementary school, um, you know that's definitely bad. And so there's just been a lot of. Um, just a lot going on with that 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 school that district so that's that's the latest thing on that they have they have uh suspended the entire police force the superintendent stepping down um you know hopefully it brings some closure to some people if there was some things they could have done better i really honestly i hadn't kept up with the story that much um but just prayers for everybody i know that was a painful thing they have to go go through and so we're just praying for everybody uh another story that came across 
This is from CBS News. And the headline reads this, quote, Philadelphia apologizes for experiments on black inmates. Um, so though, for those who wasn't aware, uh, back in the 50s through the 70s, 1950s through the 70s, um, they were there were a lot of experiments going on uh, with inmates in jail, you know, but particularly uh, black inmates. And so this is uh, concerning the city of Philadelphia uh, who used black inmates, mostly black inmates at the Holmesburg prison from 1950 through 1970. They used them as guinea pigs, basically. And they injected them with all kinds of uh, viruses and uh, fungus and asbestos and chemical agents like dioxin and uh, Agent Orange. They just they just had their way with these inmates. Um, this is from the univ- the the people who are responsible for the, responsible for this is uh, the city allowed the University of Pennsylvania to do this. And so you had a lot of inmates, again, mostly black, who had to go through a lot and deal with a lot. Uh, Their entire life was wrecked. Uh, And the sad thing about it is most of the inmates who were used as guinea pigs, again, was black, but they were also illiterate. You know, so they just used them, discarded them like it wasn't anything. And uh, since then, you know, in 2000, there was a story that they tried to uh, sue a group of inmates, tried to sue the university. Um, and uh, Kligman, who actually did the, exper- the experiments, but it was thrown out because of the statute of limitations, uh, which is a sad story. But the city of Philadelphia has. Uh, publicly apologized which I don't know how much an apology works I mean I'm glad they apologized but you know if you really want to apologize how about take care of their health bills take care of the ones who have already died you know how about uh, take care take care of their their family monetarily um, it's man you know when you see stories like this it it casts a light on you know how how people view this country you know the way the way minorities view this country versus uh, Caucasians is completely different you know Caucasians you know a lot of times talk about the land of the free not all of them but you know it's, it's just hard to identify with minorities if you've never been affected in that way where where you're your ethnicity has never uh, played a part in you being disrespected or abused, um, and so it's just it's just really unfortunate. Like I said, I'm glad for the apology, but I believe they can do more besides saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that that's happening in uh, on the uh, CBS News now. Also, I want to bring this story up, <laughs> and this is from our president. If you're not if you're not aware of this, he just um, did a massive pardon. Uh, President Biden just announced a massive pardon for for those who have been 
charged on the federal level of simple marijuana. Yeah, he's he's uh, getting that out of there. And so apparently this is this is a bigger plan to actually, from what they're saying, to ease the rules on marijuana as far as making it a Schedule One controlled substance. Uh, really relaxing the rules, and some are even saying this is the first step into them actually legalizing uh, marijuana. This is coming from various platforms. Um, but that is, you know, that's 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 interesting that he's actually uh, pardoning people who have been incarcerated due to federal um, federal charges. And so now they're calling for, you know, there are activists and other people calling for um, governors and and people in power over states to actually do it on the state level as well so we'll see what happens um let me ask y'all a question just just a question a quick question i what what do you think about marijuana anyway when it comes to um how christians view marijuana or or how anybody really views marijuana really um I, I would just say I, I'll go on record and saying I don't have a problem with it as long as it's used in a medicinal way. Um, I believe that there are um, ways it can be used medicinally. You know, people who have, you know, cancer and, and other things. You know, I don't have a problem with people who use it to treat who use it for medicinal purposes. You understand what I'm saying? And I know that there will be some people who will give me blowback and say, well, it's illegal. You know? Okay, well, they're about to legalize it. So if they legalize it, is your stance going to be different on marijuana? Um, Something to ask. Something to think about. You know? People abuse other drugs all day long, and it's perfectly legal. And marijuana doesn't have nearly as many side effects as some of the stuff that come out. Just watch the commercials. I, I don't know. That's just my thought. But those are your headlines for the day. Uh, tell me what you think. You know, send me a, 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 a email or something. Let me know uh, or leave me a message on the uh, Anchor app. Let me know what you're thinking, okay? Be back with you in a minute. This is Pastor D.R.E. And what I want to tell you is knowledge is power. As a matter of fact, the Bible says my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Well, I have a recommendation for you, and that is the YouTube channel. Earn your leisure. That's right. Earn your leisure. On this channel, you will be flooded with knowledge. On this channel, they bring on some of the top people in their field and they give you the knowledge absolutely free. So now listen, whether it be subjects like finance as far as building wealth or saving, or maybe you want to know about stock options, what you should invest in, or maybe you just want to know the information that many of the upper class know, this is the channel for you. Check them out. Earn your leisure.
Pastor DRE back here with you. Listen, as I was saying on that ad, I really want you to check that YouTube channel out. Earn your leisure. There is so much information that goes across that platform. Um, till the only way you don't really become successful or informed is you just don't want it. And uh, listen, there there are a number of great, um, a number of great uh, YouTube channels that is really giving game to our people, to everybody. Um, and so we just need to take advantage of that. You know, we don't have the excuses anymore of, oh, I didn't know, or no one told me, or, you know. They're they trying to hold me down. We don't have that excuse anymore. You know, my, my son-in-law is amazing to me because he can watch a YouTube channel. And even the grandkids, they have the same gift. They can watch something on YouTube, how to fix something, and then do it like it's nothing. And so if we just took time to use YouTube, to use um some of the the facebook connects to use you know the ig um use it for a positive purpose instead of just watching funny videos all the time maybe we can get ahead in life you know there are days i will spend three or four hours five or six hours sometimes depending if i have to work or what i have to do for the day just looking up information you know about different businesses to start um different things i didn't know that could impact me you know as far as credit and like i said being an entrepreneur and and everything else we have no more excuses listen it's not even written in books anymore it's right in front of your face on a video there's a video for just about anything you can think of but are you taking the time to look it up so don't let life pass you by don't be ignorant when you got the information right in front of you that's all i'm saying okay listen i i, I always like to leave with a uh, you know something for the family relationships something like that i want every man every man that has a wife every man that has a fiance, every man that has a woman who you think will be your wife. I want you to find them, find them and make it your business to show them how much you love them. I mean, make it your business to show how much you love them. I'm not just talking about being intimate. I'm talking about or, or having sex. I, I'm talking about make it your business to give your wife, your fiance, that attention. You know, because here's, here's what I, I see sometimes. And I, I have to ask the question. I even have, have to ask my question, have to ask myself this question sometimes. I have to put myself in check sometimes as well. Do I give more of my time? Or, or should I say more of my patience, more of my energy to other people than I do the person I say I love? 
And you really have to ask, you have to be honest with yourself. I see, I see men all the time who are patient with strangers, but won't be patient with their wife, won't be patient with their fiance. I see men all the time. If someone else asks them to do something, it can be another woman, it can be a dude. If they ask them to do something, they'll do it, no problem. But the moment their wife or their fiance or that that woman in their life asks them something or asks them to do something, they get an attitude. Who are you giving your energy to? Who are you giving priority in your life? Why is it? Let me let me take it a little further. And I'm gonna make somebody mad, but okay. Why is it that sometimes you are more um helpful and playful and loving to someone else's kids when you're not that to your own? Some of us we we just we just screwed up. And I'm not saying that we all do it on purpose, but but we we have to we have to take into account what we're doing. We have to really look ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, do I really do that? Why is it that you can be you can be so loving to other people's kids and they want to stay with you and everything else and and you don't even know anything about your own kids? You make time for everybody else except those who you should make time for. And so that's why I made the statement. I, I, I said the statement. Make sure you go home, find your wife, find your fiance, find that woman that's important in your life. Find your kids. To grab, get your kids and tell them I love you. Get your kids and just take them out for a day. Show affection to your own kids and not just to others. Show patience with your kids and to your wife and not just to to strangers. And we do that because we want to put our best foot forward. We put our best foot forward with strangers or people we meet. And then the woman and the kids that we have, we give them what's left over. It should not be. We have to be, we have to make sure we have our priorities in line. Because guess what? The same way you're giving more attention or you're more patient with strangers, women, other women, there's a dude out there doing the same thing you're doing, except it may be your one. That's all I'm saying. Well, listen, thank you for joining the show. I hope. You got something out of what was said on today, whether it been the message on today, the headlines, what I just said right now. Um, hope you got something out of it. But, you know, we just came here to be informative. We came to have fun. We came to brag on the God we serve. I hope I accomplished that on today. Until next week, you all be blessed.